Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Pedro Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do and if you hear some dogs in the background as we're talking, Hero, Seven, and Willow are playing. <laughs> and we'll try to keep it to a dull roar, but they haven't seen each other in a few days, so they're very happy. Today we want to talk to you about the adjustment periods that newly adopted dogs go through. It's often called the honeymoon period for the same reason, <laughs> but it's an adjustment period that's very typical for newly adopted dogs. Not baby puppies, but from adolescence on up. So, say from six, seven, eight months up through even older dogs that are adopted. So, that's going to be our discussion today. So, hang on, take a listen to our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check. A nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats, regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EZPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk about how long this adjustment period lasts. Many people get a dog and think, oh, in a couple days, he's settled right in. Oh, he's just a perfect dog. It's been a week. It's so perfect for us. He's so well-mannered. He's so quiet. <laughs> that will change. <laughs> Those are our famous words. That will change. Generally, we look at it as about a four-month period. Three to four months. Three at a minimum. Four months is probably average. A few take a little bit longer. The dog that you saw today in one-on-one training that came from Russia, that dog's been going through a lot of changes, and he's still at a honeymoon period. So came from Russia about, near as we can figure, almost a, a year ago, but then was with one, was with a rescue, then was with a family, and then given back to the rescue, and then this woman has had him for the past three months. So every time he That's has a lot changed nine hands. months. Exactly. Now, how old the dog is he? They think he's a year and a half. All this has been going on like when he, months? from adolescence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor guy. Uh, Plus so, a change in culture, change in language. And not to mention just the long trip. Yeah. I know, you know, we've, we've talked about, we've known some dogs that, were transported domestically that had a hard time recovering from that. Or dogs that came from the Korea meat market. California saw a few yeah, shipments yeah, of yeah. those. Yeah. So he's, he's been through a lot. And uh, I think he's doing amazingly well. The other thing is he's not one of those dogs that snarls and carries on. He gets, how do I say it, tighter and, 
and closer to himself, but just so wound up. I mean, eyes darting everywhere, but not snarling, but just like, don't touch me yet. Well, who knows what's happened to him in the process either. What happened to him in his homeland, for lack of a better term, was he a street dog in Russia? How did he get here? Yeah, and uh, if anybody at all has been rough with him, his protection is probably to withdraw into himself, only betraying his anxiety with his eyes. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but a lot of people go, oh, look how calm he is, and not see the tension. Right. During the hour that I met with them, that first half hour, he just could not sit still. He was just pacing at the end of the leash, and I would get up and walk him a little bit. But he must have done 42 shake-offs, and just that getting rid of tension each time. Until he finally, like in the last 10, 15 minutes, relaxed enough to come over and ask me to touch him. The thing that I'm sure you talked to her about is that the honeymoon period restarts with each major change. And I think it even backs up a bit when you've had that many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what might have taken, say, four months, now might take five or six months each time that there's a new change. Yeah. Poor boy. Very similar to another training I did with a couple. Again, they had they took in a rescue to foster. And um, because it had been the third time returned to the rescue. They were trying to figure out what was going on. Because there were no obvious signs that this dog was a troubled dog. But again, he was just a shut down holding it all inside until he saw another dog and then he would go ballistic. That was his outlet. And that's what was happening with this dog. Both dogs. With just little powder kegs holding everything in until they exploded and then they were labeled aggressive to other dogs. Mm-hmm. And that brings up a good point. Every dog is going to, and we'll talk about the individual stages in just a minute, but when they have a, for lack of a better term, a release, every dog is going to potentially show it differently. When my husband and I adopted Archer, we were his fourth home, and he was only five months old. And his means of coping was he just gave up on the bonding process. He wouldn't bond with anyone. And never having gone through that with a personal dog before, Paul and I were a little, okay, he's here. He's happy. He's playing. He's playing with the other dogs. He's going to the training yard. He's cooperating with the training. But there wasn't that connection that you feel with your own dog. He was just as happy to see anybody else. Mm-hmm. And there was no sense of loyalty to either Paul or I. Poor dog. So I'll just be passed on later. Yeah. So I'm not gonna. St- I'm not gonna stay here. So you know. You guys are very nice hotel people, but right. You know, yeah. 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 Thanks yeah. for the bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until about four months later that Paul and I looked at each other and went, oh, "He's ours." There you go. We finally started seeing the bonding process. And then, because Paul had wanted to train him as a service dog and did train him as a service dog, Paul spent more time with him to the point that when Paul passed away, Archer was suddenly devastated and couldn't stay in the house. So he did live out the rest of his life with my cousin and her husband and bonded very well with them. And the difference being is 
having bonded with us, then when he met my cousin's husband, he bonded with him immediately, like super glue, like yeah. within hours. Mm -hmm. It was like, okay, we I need each other. I, yeah. I've had that bond and we need each other. You're mine. Yeah. And even when I was close, my cousin's husband spent the night at my house and Archer was with him all night, not with me. And that's when I knew, okay, this is it. He's it's going to work. Yeah. And he lived out his life with them. And in that case, he didn't go through an adjustment period because he had bonded to Dean so quickly and so hard and so tight. It was, he was immediately his. And he'd had his training. He'd had his training. And um, they continued on with, well, he turned him into a therapy dog, but he, it was still working together. He didn't have him certified as a service dog, but he was working with Dean as his personal dog. And Dean got involved in therapy dog work with Archer, and they did that for the rest of his life. So, very, very happy dog. Yeah. But that was a case of moving so many times that the bond didn't happen because he didn't care the adjustment period never ended until he went to Dean, so. Expectations that people have. So last month, a couple came to me, they had just adopted a Border Collie mix, I'm gonna say. And they were saying they had problems with the cum and with house training. I'm like, oh, well, okay. We sat down to talk about it. One of my first questions was, how long have you had this dog? Four days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, well, that kind of, because yeah, I'd asked, how old was the dog? Four or five years old. And I said, have you had a medical checkup to make sure there's not a reason that he's having house training accidents? Oh, yeah, he's all clear. All right, well, let's come on in. Talk. I forgot to ask, how long have you had the dog? <laughs> and it got here, and it kept, we sat down to talk, and the dog kept going to the end of the leash, you know, and just pulling on the perimeter. So just for, for giggles, I put it on a long line. And sure enough, he went out to the end of the 15-foot, and he just kept going back and forth trying to find the hole in the barrier. And that's what had happened in their, their house. They took him out to the backyard, which had about a 5-foot fence. That, not nearly enough for a border collie. No. Oh, not no. when on the other side is a golf course. Oh, oh, no. And balls, and lots of balls. And room to run. Oh, and room to run. Freedom. Yep. <laughs> and she said it kind of took two groundskeepers with their carts and her and all of the above and shaking treat bags before, and about 45 minutes. So when he got tired. <laughs> before they finally rounded him up. So, you know, we had quite a discussion about expectations. I mean, do you know that he knows his name? Well, he turns his head. That's not the same thing. Yeah, it just means he hears something. Yeah, you're right. making a noise. What are you doing? Yeah. Did they change his name? Nobody knew what his name was. Oh. So, uh, yes, obviously they did change his name. I take that back. They Foster had changed his name because they didn't know. Okay. But they'd had him about three months. And then these people had now take, adopted him. So. Yeah. They had changed the name that the foster gave them as well. Yeah. Talk about all the different changes this dog had been through in his life. Yeah. Now, one of the questions the woman asked me was, very sweet people. Um, <laughs> but she said, now, what word should I use when he goes to the bathroom in the house? I said, what, 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 what do you what, explain what you mean by that? 
Well, to let him know that he did wrong and he should go outside. You want one word to explain all of that? Does he know that he's supposed to go outside? Well, uh, well, the foster family, they just kept him outside all the time. Has he ever been in a house? Does he have any idea how to tell you he needs to go? Oh, dear. Well, don't all dogs? Mm. <laughs> okay. So, you know, yeah, okay. their, their expectations, they had had a series of adult dogs. And it's an adult dog, so it should know. Golden Retrievers, mm. who, um, you know, were easy. And they had the same expectations for... A very intense herding dog. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with Who's no five years knowledge. old and should know the rules of the house. Oh, we just have to have that conversation with him. Well, he must be going in the house to say that he's mad at us. Why would you go to that explanation as opposed to the one that he doesn't know how to say, open the door, please? Whoa, I don't know. Okay, so let's work on teaching him how to let you know. <laughs> And that brings us, let's, let's talk about the first month after dog is adopted, because that leads, that explanation leads into it right away. Yeah. So, you do some searching, either online or you go to the shelter, you contact a rescue, you take in grandma's dog, whatever, just not a puppy. We're talking adolescence and on up. So, you bring home a new dog. He's so he's, good. Well, and he's <laughs> never been in your house. But he's so quiet. He may or may not have lived with kids. He just sits there and waits for his food. Yeah. He may or may not live with cats. So how do we help him adjust to this household? First thing I know that I often tell people, and I know you two do also, is put a leash on him. Believe me, after the 45-minute run around the golf course, she's now keeping a leash on him every time they go outside. But that's why she has to get up to open the door. The previous dogs, they had a doggy door. Anyway, yes, put that leash on. It's not just for a walk. It's not not just for a walk. And it gives you a means of interrupting behavior or showing him new behaviors without reaching and grabbing for his head. Oh, yes. Because so many people grab for the collar. And we hear that a lot from people, too. Oh, he must have been hit. He ducks his head. Not that many people actually hit a dog in the head. Some do, but not that many. But lots of people grab for the collar. Mm -hmm. And dogs learn to duck. I'll add one more. Okay. I seem to have had an epidemic of people that grab their dogs by the ears and kiss them on the forehead. Oh, for Pete's sakes. I deal with that. I'm not, some dogs are okay with it, but most of them, I see them ducking their head. Do you know how offended Bones would be if I did that to him? I usually tell people how, did you ever have one of those great aunts that would come over and pinch Pinch your cheek really hard? Because that's how they showed you they loved you? Hated that. They'd hide behind your mom? I don't think they did love you. It was a means of tormenting the child. Hi, I don't have little kids and I'm so happy I don't squeeze. <laughs> but that's what I see the dogs out, like the yeah. little kids hiding behind. Oh, God, no, not Aunt Helen, no. So put the leash on the dog, and if he's not already crate trained, start introducing him slowly to a crate. Feed his meals in there, toss some treats in there. Both of And you the- might be surprised how many of the dogs go, oh, thank you, my own place. Yes. Yeah. That gives you two means of controlling, managing his behavior in the beginning. 
so that he's not going potty in the house, so he's not chasing the cat, so he's not jumping on the kids, and you don't have to exile him to the backyard. So introducing him slowly to a crate and letting him drag a leash. One client was so anti-crates for her newly adopted dog. Well, I'm sure that he's been mistreated. I don't want to throw him in jail, too. Why always? Everybody, like 95% of the people, always think they adopted this dog and it's had a bad history. It's been abused. Because they're being polite when they first come to your home. Oh, they've been The dog is. And being polite means not being pushy and demanding stuff yet. It'll come. It'll come. As I asked this woman, I said, well, where is he sleeping right now? Oh, whenever... Whenever the house is quiet, he goes under my vanity. Oh, is there room under there for a crate? Well, yes, I guess there is. We'll put it under there with the door open. She's like, he loves it. She wrote back a couple of days later. He's trying to find a den. He's trying to find a den. That was the closest he could do. Yeah. When she gave him another third wall and the ability to close the door, it was great for both of them. Yeah. So we love crate training. All right, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. So, what's your reaction, Kate, when you hear Ben and Jerry's now has dog treats? Now I won't have to share my ice cream with them anymore. Because, you know, when anybody comes near me when I'm eating my Ben and Jerry's, they're likely to get growled at. No, I think it's a cool idea. I've sometimes made my dogs frozen treats or gotten some that are commercially available. But considering how much I love Ben and Jerry's, it's about time my puppy dogs got to enjoy that as well. I know my ultimate favorite one is the uh, Cherry Garcia. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll growl if anybody comes near me while I'm eating that. Um, I'm a chunky monkey freak. Yeah, <laughs> like that that way. But so also, the- I love peanut butter. And did you know that one of the new dog flavors is Ponch? It has peanut butter and pretzels. Ooh. And Rosie has pumpkin and mini cookies. That That's M-I-N-I. I'm sure it has lots of cookies, too, but they're little <laughs> small cookies in there, mini cookies and pumpkin, which I do give my boy pumpkin in his dinner, so this would actually be a nicer way for him to get it. Yeah. So I think I would qualify mine in the freezer with my ice cream, and then I'll have to label my, the dog's version of Ben & Jerry's as the frozen treat doggy dessert. And one way you can tell is instead of the black and white cow on the front of the little container, it's a black and white dog. Oh my God, that's for so the cute. dog treat. So, so yeah, you can tell which one is which because it's <laughs> their dog frozen treats are are not designed for humans. Made with human quality ingredients, but not designed for humans. So you do want to keep them separate. And I can only give my boy a little bit, if I dare, of my own ice cream. My Ben and Jerry's ice cream, because yeah, it doesn't always set well with him. But now he has his own. He's gonna have his own. All right, so go out there, buy some for your furry little friend there, and then enjoy together. Enjoy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Number three, 
Teach him his name. Teach him his well, name. Well, I told it to him. <laughs> we had that talk. We had Handful of treats or chopped chicken or bits of hot dog or half a hamburger. Say his name in a happy tone of voice. It's not hero. It's hero. Good boy. Treat. Hero. Good boy. Yeah. Treat. Now, initially, he's going to think the name of the treats is Hero, yeah, right. but that's okay, because it's a good sound that's coming from you, and the treats are coming from your hand. And don't use his name to scold him. Right. If he jumps on the kid, it's not Hero. It's, sweetie pie, let me have your leash. Thank you very much. Let's talk. That's enough of that. But teach him his name, and do several sessions over a couple of weeks, even when you think he knows it, reinforce it, make it positive, make him like his name. If I say one of my three dogs' names, I want them to look at me and their ears perk up no matter what they're doing. If I go seven and she goes, doing, hi, mom, that's exactly what I want. Did you need me, want me? What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. So teach him his name. Start Number- a routine. Oh, you're going to bring a dog in, get him into the routine of what the household is. Don't let just be like, oh, he's, he's been abused in the past. We'll just let him freedom of the house. No, it's like teach him a routine. And take him for a walk. So just, you know, potty training, like you're saying, the house training, the crate training. Sit for food. Give them some time to decompress. Don't yeah. take them to every relative and neighbor. Yeah, show them off. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Everybody want to come eat the new dog? Yeah. And, I mean, we're all for training, but you don't necessarily need to start training right now either. Wait until the dog's bonded to you and comfortable. Maybe play with them you know, also for a few weeks. And how many then dogs have start dog training? No, how many dogs we've heard? I got this dog, he doesn't know how to play. Well, teach him right. Exactly. Well, he may know how to play, it just may be that his former owners played differently than you. Mm-hmm. Well, Quill didn't know how to play. Yeah, he yeah. didn't know, he no, did not know how to problem solve. No, yeah, you know any of that. You got it, but he learned. Yeah. Now, the behavior that you're most likely going to see during this month is quiet. You might think calm. He's thinking self-contained. He doesn't know these people. He doesn't know this house. He doesn't know this routine. He might not know the vocabulary. As in the Russian dog, he may not know the language. Yeah. Is the dog able to take naps during the day? Will he relax with you mm-hmm. around, with the family around? Are you protecting him from the family cat who might be stalking him? <laughs> yeah. As the you owner, laugh, but it could, yeah, it as the owner of a big orange cat who controls the dogs quite well, mm-hmm. <laughs> who now has his paws full with a little nine-week-old kitten who he adores, who is tormenting him, and I'm laughing. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> karma. Yeah, karma. karma. So the first month, you're not going to see the real personality of the dog. You're not going to see who he really is. And which might start. mislead you as thinking, that, oh my He's God, different. such a good dog. Yeah. So when we first got this dog, you know, he was great. He could go out in the backyard and we could play and so forth. And But lately, anytime anybody walks by, he just runs the fence line. Bark, 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 goes crazy. Yeah. Okay. And that's the second month. <laughs> yep. yep. The second month, he's going to start to claim... A little bit of ownership. He's still not going to be completely relaxed, but he's claiming a little bit of ownership. He'll probably cooperate with you on a lot of things still because he's not 
completely relaxed. He's not truly at home yet. So if you start some training, it'll probably go relatively well. He's probably responding to his name. Unless he's over the top with excitement. Yeah, unless he's not been able to calm yet. If he's left the self-containment, he's probably not yet controlled himself when he's active. To define those two things, month one is self-containment. Week two, starting to relax, a little more cooperative. And hopefully he's learned his name when he's calm. He's learning, hopefully, the vocabulary at home. Go outside, go potty, Mm -hmm. don't jump on the kids, Mm -hmm. don't chase the cat. It's dinner time, go to your bed. So the basic vocabulary that you're building with him, he, knock on wood, should be starting to understand then there's month three. three, and that's when most new <laughs> most owners of newly adopted dogs call the dog trainer. Because how was it you explained it, Kate? It was the brother-in-law sitting on this couch scratching. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've used that so many times trying to describe adopted dogs. When you first time. have a house guest over, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I use the special soaps and the guest towels. I'm so sorry. Is that okay?" And then after you've had a house guest for a while, yeah, then they start coming downstairs in their boxer shorts and going, "Hey, you got a beer? And where's the remote? I want to watch the game." <laughs> Scratching <laughs> themselves. Yes. <laughs> And this is when you're more apt to see the quote-unquote, the real dog who knows he's well-loved in his new home and he's pushing every button and pushing every boundary to see what you're going to do. Even to give him some benefit of the doubt. This is a wonderful home. What can I do to pay you guys back? I'll be your guardian. I will let you know when a leaf falls. Yeah. (laughs) Or the ant crosses my mind. I will... Scare those people. Those people walked in front of the house and I scared them off. I saved you from death once again. <laughs> and the mailman and, and the, the UPS mailman, driver the, 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 and the, the FedEx the, driver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. By the way, Seven is going to be two years old in May and she's figured out she can scare the FedEx and UPS driver oh, away. No. And the Amazon driver. So we're working on that. Good, good. <laughs> Nip it in the bud before it takes off. Now this stage we say three months it can happen at three four five months depending on how quickly your dog is moving through the stages but this is the point where you need to use that leash use some obedience training use that crate for a timeout now and then if you need to do not let these new behaviors no matter how well intentioned he might be turn into habits because if you don't interrupt them, they will turn into habits. Absolutely. Now, he may not have behaved like that in his previous home. In fact, his previous home might have given him up saying he was very, very well trained, very well behaved. We couldn't keep him because, and there's always reasons. I mean, I don't like to automatically assume that somebody's bad because they gave up a dog. Life does happen. But in your home, because he's not hearing the same words, the same routine, the same schedule, perhaps the same level of enforcement of the rules. And he's happy now because he's very well loved and he wants to help you so much, or not, he may be pushing it. 
And I think with the one dog I'm thinking of, it just the uh, he just started getting an adrenaline high every time he chased somebody off. So and that's became, addictive. So, yeah, yeah. self-rewarding and addictive. Yeah. Well, then we see it here. How many people will take the dog and if they're having issues and then just run them through some obedience skills and we're like, oh, he's had training. And they're like, what? <laughs> And all of a sudden, the dog's like, oh, thank you for talking to me correctly. <laughs> so much. We see it all the time. They want to explain that great to the new owners. Yeah. yeah. And adopters are wonderful. You know, big hearts. But sometimes dogs take advantage of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But the dogs will feel better, too, once they have, once they know for sure what they need to do. Unlike cats. Yeah. Oh, forget cats. Dogs. <laughs> Dogs. We live with cats. Yeah. We're Dead, cat we're servants. servants. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dogs like a routine. They like to be able to count on things happening. Mm-hmm. They like to know what the rules of the house are, of the yard, of social manners, of a walk. And yes, they'll take advantage of things if they don't know better or if it's not being enforced because, you know, adrenaline. If you pull on the leash and leap and bark at everybody, you're getting that adrenaline rush. If you chase away the FedEx driver, it's an adrenaline rush. If you chase the kids in the backyard when their friends come over, big adrenaline rush. That doesn't mean it's good behavior, but it's (laughs) adrenaline rush. The one dog was at the point where he'd lay in the backyard and wait for a bird to fly over and chase it off. Oh, we've heard of a few of those. I protected you again. Uh Yeah. That's a human eating bird. 2013 times I've saved you from death. (laughs) From flying birds, that's not even talking about all the answers. (laughs) We'll talk about that butterfly yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was vicious, vicious. So if you've adopted a dog and you think your dog's going through these stages, or if you're planning on adopting a dog, be prepared. Be prepared. The first month will lead you into complacency. Mm. And it often does. That's not the real dog. (laughs) Don't see the true dog for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I talked to, if you've listened to us before, you know Petra and I foster kittens. And I talked to a kitten foster that came by my house today to pick up some supplies. And she said, we just adopted a new dog in February. We're recording this in April. And she says, how do I introduce the new cat to the dog? I said, don't. (laughs) What? Don't introduce them. Well, why? Because you have a cat who's in a new house who's incredibly stressed. Mm -hmm. Incredibly stressed. You should limit her to one room of the house. And then you've got a dog who's only a couple months into the honeymoon period. And you don't know the real dog yet. This dog could be a cat killer, and you don't know it. Oh, no, he's a very nice dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there's that he may He may well be a very nice dog, but you don't know that yet. That's uh-huh. another. The way a dog responds to people is not an indication of how he will respond to other dogs or other animals. Exactly. Especially small animals. Yeah. Especially yeah. a small, scared animal. Yep. Because if he chased that cat, that cat's already frightened anyway. That cat could go through a screen window and be gone. My terrier is sitting on my lap. He's been a therapy dog. He loves to meet people, but. <laughs> <laughs> He's not safe with little critters. Nope. He's, 
I used to invite Kate and her old boy Walter over to my house. They came on a regular basis. I've never invited Walter. Yeah, Quill. Quill. <laughs> Quill. 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 Yeah, unless are three doors locked between us and the kittens? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is on. He's a hunter. He's and a... even other dogs, he just pretty much ignores he unless does. they're good friends. But anything possum size or yep. smaller yep. is game. Yep. And that has nothing to do with how sweet he is to people. <laughs> he says as he rubs his chin against me. <laughs> I love you, On that note, we'll let you go. Hopefully we've given you some things to think about. And hopefully your next adoption will go easier with a little bit of knowledge. So that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.